introduced to Justin or maybe you had to work the golf course today. You never really know with intern Jacob. He did a great job working the board yesterday. Maybe he said, you know what? Too much work. I need a day off. Justin, what's up? Scared him off is what, I, is what I'm thinking. I didn't hear anything from Jacob, so I'm a little concerned here this morning. Um, but hopefully he's all right. But me, in terms of me, I am super tired. Didn't get home till late. Didn't For whatever reason, I just can't go to sleep when I get home like a normal person. That's what I need to start doing to avoid this tiredness in the morning. But we're going to make it through. I'll be all right. Good, good. Roush, how are you? Uh, I'm good. That was my third uh, best wishes to uh, a new school, new, new first day of schoolers today. Saw a couple kids going to Central, a couple neighbors, and then when I stopped in at Thornton's for some coffee, there was some kids that were getting getting ready for uh, the, their first day at Bower High School. So uh, big shout out to all the JCPS kids out there. Enjoy today. Today is exciting. First day of school, TJ. That is fun. It's like day three, or actually next Monday. So they'll do Wednesday through Friday. This first few days, they don't really count. Like there's still so much buzz in the air, but what, it, it starts to drag later on when it's you know a thousand degrees outside. Football hasn't started yet, and you're in the stupid classroom. Yeah, yeah, you're. It, it's the first. Yeah, at Saint X, you'd always guys would bring in their new clothes, show off their new fashion, what changes they made to their hair, their body throughout the summer. So you just kind of check people out and hang out for a little bit the first week before the grind would really kind of start to to happen a few days later. So yeah, you're right. It, it takes a little settling in, but it's fun to to get to that point. Remember JCPS students. Uh, you don't have to wear a mask. If they ask you to, just say respectfully, no, they don't do anything. I'm not going to wear it. And you're good. Uh, you just say, no, I'm, we're, it's two years. We're two and a half years into this. No, thank you. I'm good. And if they ask or say anything, just say that uh, TJ Walker, the sports talker, gave me the A-OK -okay here. So you all should be good there. And uh, welcome back. Have fun. Enjoy it. Goes by too quickly. So, you know, make it go slower. And if you find a way to do that, you let everybody else know. Basketball, today, UK, Bahamas. Kind of forgot which team we play today, but it's one of the four. Which squad we got today? We got the Dominican squad. Okay, um, I, I do a little bit of homework on some of these teams. The Dominican one, though, may be the toughest to figure out. Well, uh, we got a picture of the Dominican team, so we know that there are players that can play <laughs> basketball in the Bahamas against Kentucky. So that's big first step. Big Not going to be like U of L 2014, where it was just like anybody at the hotel here play basket. You you play basketball, bellhop, come on over. Your point guard, hey big guy, a big big guy in the cafeteria. Do you hoop? You do a little bit. Come play, because that's quite literally what happened one of their foreign trips. So this is actually basketball players from the Dominican have made it to the Bahamas to play basketball. They they are there. Ooh. They they took a picture on the court. So we're going to have some basketball action tonight. It tips off at 7 p.m. on the SEC Network. Uh, we do have a little bit of clarity. We have a player personnel update, TJ, on the Wildcats side. And, ooh, could it be bad news? I don't know. Many people are wondering. Uh, shout out also to my buddy, Furch, who just reminded me that we started high school 17 years ago. Whoa. Oh, sheesh. The sales teacher, right? Yes. Yeah, shout out to Furch. That's unbelievable. That, yeah, that's crazy. That's no good.
17 years ago, carry the one, make sure that's right. Uh, well, I'm not as old as you, so exactly. wasn't wasn't that old. That's good. Yeah, and then you'll never get to that age. You'll, you'll, you'll never get to 17 years removed from high school. Uh, yeah, all right, so I, I saw these updates. Not happy about them, Roush, if I have to have a take that I'm not overly passionate about, but just it's a little bit against the grain. That stinks. Uh, you know, I've gone so far back and forth on C.J. Frederick, whether he needs to play in the Bahamas or not, but I've settled in on it'd be a really darn good thing to see him, see him be healthy, see him play. I guess we're going to get that, but with a, a minutes restriction, what, 15 minutes? Yep, they got him on a pitch count. Uh they also have Adu Tierro on a pitch count. And this is one of those stories, TJ, that we haven't talked about entirely enough because it's a pretty wacky story. And that's Tierro's just, he's got growing pains because he's grown so much. Uh, TJ Beisner, pretty big guy. He's, he's, he's about my height, 6'5, 6'6, somewhere in that ballpark. When Tierro showed up to campus, Beisner was taller than Tierro. Tierro is now an inch or two taller than Basner. He he's he's growing like a bean a uh, 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 Jack's beanstalk while he's on campus. And frankly, they they just got to limit him because he's just in a lot of pain right now. Crazy stuff. It is kind of crazy. Uh, it, I wish he was healthy enough to play. He's, I, mean, I, he's I did that when I was in Little League. When I was 12, it was like, all right, you can't play catcher anymore. You got to take a rest because your knees are just hurting too much. He's 18 going through this growth spurt. That's nuts. Uh, Absolutely nutty. Gosh, can slaughter. Yeah, that's, that is pretty crazy. It's just <laughs> you almost make it, it seems like it's going to be like a Benjamin Buttons, but with height uh, and not <laughs> normal growing. So he'll just be a normal human, but it'll be sped up. I'm sure there's probably a much better uh, cultural cultural reference of somebody that grows really really fast in a short amount of time but whatever that would be that's the reference i want to use for him uh yeah and this would kind of stinks for him a little bit i mean it doesn't stink for him that he's growing that's awesome that would be a good problem like yeah a matter of inches but it does kind of stink for him because they're gonna even players that won't even sniff the floor this season are gonna get pretty decent runs in the bahamas and that would be him Mm mm-hmm if he were healthy enough to play or wasn't in pain. Uh, so it's really just going to end up being an eight-man rotation, which I'm four games in five days, eight-man rotation. You really just need – and Cal said, hey, I'm going to start a veteran group tonight. He's saying all this in the Bahamas, and there's reporters in front of him. So this is coming from Kyle or Jack. Uh, we'll have Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio on the show in the second hour. We're really excited about that to hear everything going on down there, but they're having incredible access and Mm -hmm. the fans are having really good access. The ones that were rich enough to make the trip, but uh, it it seems really cool so far, but Cal said he's going to start a more veteran group, some of the older guys, and then he'll start the second half with a younger group. Some of the younger guys, people are going to be mixed in all throughout. He's not coaching as we suggest, as we predicted, because he doesn't coach generally in the Bahamas. And uh, so we'll we'll get to see we'll get to see a bunch of different lineups. I just hope it's hate. I sound like an old man saying this. I just hope it's not too much basketball for eight guys to have to divvy up the minutes over the course of four days. Now, doing a little bit more research into their competition, it's not good. And again, the Dominican team that they play tonight that I just found out is the one that I don't know the most about. But the other three, I, I would suspect that they win 
relatively easily. I don't think any of them would really be close. The Carolyn team or Car- what is it? Carolyn Carlton. Carlton. They, uh, they have been they, Northeastern beat the snot out of them about a week ago. Yeah, I like thirty. Florida State, and then Florida, Florida State pummeled them uh, mm-hmm. just about as easily as well. So that'll most likely be a thirty-point win for UK. The one of the teams I can't remember. Um, Monterey the, Tech. The Monterey Tech one. People are kind of more confused about that one because it is a Mexican college team. That's actually known for their American football team, interestingly hmm. enough, but there is hardly any information on their basketball team. But the way Mexican college basketball league works is you can have professionals. So it's almost like a hybrid professional team. So you don't really know exactly who they have on their team, but it could be some older guys could make that. It, I mean, they're going to kill them anyways. But the competition is, I don't think, going to be all that great. I think tonight is maybe – there was a thought that it could be the Dominican Republic national team. Then they said select, and then it was kind of the U-22 team, but they still called it the select, and nobody really knew exactly what select meant with that stuff. So I think tonight there's some mystery around what exactly UK will face, but I, I, I don't think any game's going to be within 10 points this entire week, Roush. Yeah, I don't think we're going to need the Ten Commandments to tell us that the Cats lost, um, if that's what you're uh, – yeah, I, I don't think I don't, so I don't, either. I don't get that. Auburn had to do that. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From the, you, yeah. yeah, from yeah they had trip. to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it is a little disappointing with Frederick, but just to see him on the court will be nice. Uh, and I don't know if – I, 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 is Chin Coleman or KT Turner going to be on the sideline with the stopwatch to make sure that Frederick's hitting him or something? You know, um, I, I, I doubt it. So I, I'm, I'm just going to be anxious to just to see him play basketball. He's one guy that I just forget about all too often. That's what happened in that uh, game, or not in the game, but in the open practice they had last week to benefit the Eastern Kentucky flood victims. It's just you think about all the new guys, and he is. He's the guy that's coming back, but is kind of like new. Uh, and I, I, I find myself doing that a lot with like the Kentucky football redshirt freshman receivers, because yeah, they they actually we, we really liked them when they came in. It's just there's new guys coming in, so we talk about the new guys, and we haven't really seen these old guys like Chris Lewis and Nikel Kratis. That's how I am with CJ Frederick. I just I just completely gloss over it. So even if it is only ten to fifteen minutes. I'm, I'm hoping we get some threes in that time. I think Jack said he hit 63 threes in their five-minute uh, shooting drill yesterday, which is a three every a made three every five seconds. Pretty, pretty decent in my opinion. Just, just decent. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good. Uh, he, he is an amazing shooter, and I, I do think UK understands and realizes the import, the importance he brings to the team. So when you think about that and you think about him helping Kentucky win a national championship with a postseason run in March and the Final Four in April, how important are games in August? And that's fair. As selfishly as I want to see him be healthy and play, you do need to think big picture. You do need to think long term. And even with telling that telling that to myself, having an argument in my head, going back and forth over C.J. Frederick's minutes. At the end of the day, though, I just default to, 
I wish she was healthy enough where it didn't even matter, that you didn't need to worry about that stuff. And I, I know the goal is to get there. That's the plan. The basketball season significantly more important than meaningless exhibition basketball games in August. I can understand all that stuff, Roush, but in a perfect world, I just default to, yeah, I, 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 wish, I wish he hasn't played basketball in so long. I wish he was ready just to play basketball. Who cares? No minutes restriction, no pain. But we don't live in a perfect utopia. We don't mm-hmm. live in, in, in that sort of society. And, and he's going to, I'm going to have to be more patient. I'll be okay with that. But he, he is going to really change the way UK's offense looks with his three point shooting ability. I mean, a true 45% three point shooter, if not better, that's an incredibly dangerous weapon to have out on the court. And, and the thing, too, TJ, that we have to remember, even if he is on this minutes restriction and he's not. 100 100% just because he hasn't had all that time to be completely healthy. You can still be effective and you can still play a significant major contribution for this Kentucky basketball team. Um and I'm just going to make another football comparison. I mean JJ Weaver was at what best 75 80% last year coming off of an injury and he tied for the lead in the team in interceptions had two picks. Uh I want to say like nine sacks and 13 tackles for all, something like that. Like he was still incredibly productive, but he just didn't have the time to get uh, his legs underneath him all the way because he didn't have a full off season. The, the biggest difference in this case though, is it feels like Frederick's just been hurt for more than a year. You know, you know, we're at least like, it was like, okay, JJ got hurt late in the season. You don't really expect him to come back that quickly. But CJ, it, it, it just, it, it feels like um, the, there is a, Okay, how how how's he doing here? Like what wh- what's going on where he's injured all the time? Brady, what's your name? Brady Walsh, get get him right, just get him right. I, we we I don't want to be doing this song and dance all season. No, we don't at all. And uh, but again, this is part of the healing process. Uh, you, we could look back and say, you know what, the Bahamas trip was a good thing because it allowed it, it showed that he could do it, and then you didn't have to be as cautious when the season started. Or I don't know, maybe maybe, maybe there will be a bright, a bright spot to all this, Justin. He he's a hundred percent, right? They say he's a hundred percent. I mean, he does interviews where he says he's a hundred percent, and then you may hear Calipari be like, yeah, he's he's very close to a hundred percent, but it, it's we're under the impression he's at a hundred percent. So I don't understand. I don't understand why there's not concern with other players on the team then, in the minutes that they may log in the Bahamas. I mean, anybody can get hurt at any time. If CJ Frederick's hundred percent, why? No need to hold him back. Well, going back to what Roush would say is that not the other players haven't gone a year without playing basketball due to injury. That's so that, yeah. that okay. so why you know who's right in this? Let's go to the jury. But it's you're right. If he's a hundred percent, isn't a hundred percent a hundred percent? That means past history doesn't necessarily mean anything because he is at a hundred. He's as healthy as he ever was because he's at a hundred percent. Yeah, one would think that. Secondly, though, there is truth to it. A hundred percent for him. You could put an asterisk and say his hundred percent though. It's a damaged, you know, if you're charging batteries at 100%, a new battery is going to hold 100% charge a lot longer than an old battery is going to hold 100% charge. So, uh, I don't know. We're so, CJ Frederick is... down the words. 
CJ Fredericks and iPhone six. Got it. Uh, yes, that's been updated to such slowness that it, it no longer it no longer holds a charge. That was really annoying. I, I got a new iPhone like two years ago, and this battery has been significantly better. But until I got this one, I don't know. It's eleven, maybe. I, I always forget the numbers. Don't really care about the numbers so much. But uh, this one holds battery much better than the old ones did. The old ones were ridiculous. I still have a six, by the way. That's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it's believable to me, though, TJ, because Scoots isn't on our, his phone like we're on our phones. Yes, TJ actually uses his phone for work, too, even though he's not. He, he Don't don't you go journalism shaming TJ Walker, okay? Don't you do it. There, there are other professions that people need to be on their phones besides just sports journalism, believe it or not, Roush. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wild. So wild it's a wide, wide world out there, buddy. But so that's that's the update. Is you're going to basically see everybody play. You're going to see everybody get uh, a lot of minutes over the course of the next five days, except for Frederick and Adu Tierro. Mm-hmm. But the rest of them are uh, going to be fun. Um, and and I, I, I appreciate the, the the four games because there's definitely going to be a hodgepodge of who's going to really step up but I, I am hopeful and pretty confident that the constants will be Jacob Toppin and Oscar Sheepway. Just really proving that the cats are going to be the most dominant front courting off college basketball this year. I know it's a guards league and blah 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 and the guards floor spacing threes, but still a good thing to have the best front court in the entire sport. And I think that's what Kentucky's gonna have this year. Well, you got the national player of the year. So for starters, if you're if a front court, if you're trying to match front court, front court with Kentucky, you've got to have somebody that can go toe to toe with the national player of the year. Unlike any year in college basketball, Roush, I can remember certainly in the last 10, but maybe you got to go back to the last 15 more quality bigs return to school in a really, really long time. So there are other good bigs out there. Scoots cheers for one of them. Obviously, the mm-hmm. runners up in, in college basketball last year, they are returning one and Armando uh, Armando Bacot. So there are good bigs out there. But just for starters, if you want to compare front courts, you got to have somebody that can at least go toe to toe with Oscar Shibway. While there were more big good bigs returning than normal, it's still only a few bigs in college basketball that can even start. So when comparing front courts, you automatically it's like it's like guess who is my person wearing glasses yes they are it's like oh crap now now you just bring everybody down so justin you luckily do have at least somebody that can go toe-to-toe with oscar shibway the issue is when you go to the other front court pieces that is not true at all actually i was i was sitting here thinking i would love to see trace and race go up against jacob and and shibway would love (laughs) race race thompson yeah race is good yeah, you, you can hate on you can hate on race all you want, but th- from the time where he is now compared to when he got on campus, race is good, and I I've grown to appreciate him over the last couple of years. That's like, fine. Uh, Kentucky's front court. I mean, Damian Collins accidentally worked. hit his head on the rim yesterday. Yeah, I mean, sounds like a doofus. I'd say Calipari's worst front court at UK would be better than I use front court this year. Not true. No, 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 no. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. The team that IU beat Kentucky, they they had they had Trace Jackson Davis and Race 
Thompson are better than that one. Uh, I don't know. I mean, probably. Yeah, I would say that, that would be. Yeah, and then if you go to the second worst front court, I'm definitely taking Kentucky because then you're either going Nerlens Noel, Wiltshire, or you're going with Nick Richards and PJ Washington. So while it's while you do have a player in Trace Jackson Davis that is really good, uh, Damien Collins, Jacob Toppin, a backup reserve Lance Ware. It really is night and day, Scoots. I hate to be the one to have to break we, that. We've you. also got a five-star freshman coming on campus this year Ooh. who's a big. You got um, you, you got one five-star? I know we got two five-stars, actually. What? Both, both from Montverde. They were teammates. Both of them five-stars? Yep. I'm feeling good about Indiana's front court. Y'all can hate on it all you want, but I'm feeling good. No, we're, we're complimenting it. It's just not as good as Kentucky's. You said it was not as good as Kentucky's worst one, which I took a lot of offense to that. Uh, it is better than the Scal Marcus Lee front court. It is better than that one. Thank you. I'll, I'll admit. I'll admit to that. <laughs> but it's not better than any of the other ones, and certainly not better than this one. But it no. just goes to show that, like IU, you're happy about their front court. At the end of the day, that's all that matters. They do have a great player in Jackson Davis returning, and. It's an IU and a UK fan talking about it, so there there's some biases, I'm sure. But I don't think it's really – I think Kentucky's is significantly better. Um, really, once you go to number – I would take Damian Collins and Toppin over anything I use bring in. So that's mm-hmm. one and two. But, hey, it's just, you know, just, just one, one person's opinion. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue against it. Oscar was the player of the year last year. So I'll, I'll just pipe down. Put up some insane numbers along along the way as well, but uh, and then you know UNC's front court they'll be good. Who they they got the Pete Nance guy or the Northwestern transfer to go along with Armando Bacot. That's probably your biggest competition, at least in terms of the front court. And that one I think is debatable enough. Where all right, well let's go to the wings and let's go to the back court. Uh, Gonzaga having Drew Timmy, you know, that's another great start as well. And the beauty of this is Kentucky's going to see some of these teams, not all mm-hmm. of these teams. Roush, they'll get to go against, obviously, with the one of the, the premier front courts in college basketball and, and Sidney Curry and... Oh, wow. That's it? <laughs> uh, no, the Tennessee guy, Brandon Hunley-Hatfield. Yep. Is he a big? He's oh, a big. yeah. Yeah, he's a four. Yeah, big, big four. You said Pete Nance earlier. That sounds like a fictional TV sitcom character, like the the neighbor that is always getting the kids in trouble or something. Uh, Pete Nance at it again. He's 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 a redhead. Yeah, I think he's just a, a he's a real person though. Yeah, but I'm just saying, Pete Nance not he's not a good basketball player. You oh, heard you it know? here first, folks. You heard it. He did. You heard it here. First. I mean, he came from Northwestern. There's no way that guy can be good. Um. I like the name Pete Nance from Northwestern. Not good at basketball. It just can't be. It's not possible. You're so enthused. I'm having a tough time arguing with you. Yeah, damn right. Just had a sneeze. We're all good. All right, let's take our first commercial break. Uh, get your text into the Thornton's text line. And Roush, people should find themselves inside of Thornton's this morning to get themselves some goodies. They should treat yourself. First day of school and. Just because school is starting does not mean that summer cash bash is over. So download the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app before you go. And when you buy some of your favorite items, whether it's a, a bottle of pop, uh, Lay's potato chips, a hot griller item, maybe a donut, 
a little coffee, you'll get entered to win 10 grand each week and a Chevy Tahoe at the end of December. So download the Refreshing Rewards app and visit Thornton's today. All righty. You heard the man. Go visit Thornton's today. Back to school, KRC, back after this. Uh, when Trinity gets back to school, will they have to liquidate all their resources? We'll mm. come back and talk about that. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Scotty, last, I don't know if I've ever told this on air. Last time for their first kid, Johnny went to go grab some food and went to the wrong hospital in returning. <laughs> like, had like security come up to him and be like, sir, we don't know what room you're looking for. Are you sure you're the right place? And he had to be like, oh, this isn't, this is, you know, this is. How many hospitals do you go to? Like, that's what. Well, that area over there by like DuPont, Hooter, yeah. and stuff like that, and Breckenridge, there are a lot of hospitals. And he yeah, was like, you go to the same parking garage every time, you know? Yeah, I know. That's what I don't understand is like you, and he didn't go far. He went to like a McDonald's right across the street. And I was like, how did you? Yeah, but no, that happened. That's the thing that actually happened. Super embarrassing for him. And I know why. Wow. Lots to take in on that rejoin. Returning to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Really staying in the Wednesday theme today, aren't we, Justin? Yeah, not so much. Not really on the nose. Staying on it. It's really subtle. You're, you'd, you'd have to you'd have to be pretty smart to figure it out. I'm usually always subtle. I'm I'm trying to not be subtle today. But there there seemed to be an insinuation that Johnny went to the return to the wrong hospital because he was high a day after his daughter was born. That that you better hope you don't get sued there, Scoots. So I was asking when I was making these the other night. I was my roommate was listening to him with me. And I had all the music for all of them, except for this one. I was like, I just do not know what to play. So I asked my roommate. I was like, what What should I play for the Johnny went to the wrong hospital story? And he threw that one out. And I started dying. I was like, that's perfect. Um, another good one would have been, go, go, Johnny, go. Go, Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Okay. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your hump day, game day edition. Kentucky basketball, Big Blue Bahamas, we'll have Jack Pilgrim on an hour number two to talk about what's going on down there. There's always good side stories, behind the scenes stuff, and they're getting as much access as anybody's ever gotten down in the Bahamas. So looks like a good time. They went on a boat ride yesterday, mm-hmm. Ralph. I hope they played the T-Pain song, I'm on a boat. Yeah, you have to when you're yep. on a boat. Calton in the back all by himself looks super lonely. But he tweeted and said he had fun, so that's all that really matters, I think. But the yeah, guy- Cal doesn't strike me as a guy who goes on boat rides. Also, what what does Cal do when he's on vacation? They talk about going to the Jersey Shore. Like what? He rides his bikes with Ellen and the the dogs in the basket. We know that. But what else does Cal Perry typically do on vacation? I don't know. It doesn't seem Great like he has. 
like any specific hobbies. I think he likes reading and doing nothing. I think those that's what he likes to do on vacation. That's his vacation. Uh, he, he goes on walks and he sees footprints in the sand. Yes. People don't forget that. <laughs> yes. That's true. Um, but they're out there. They're enjoying They're enjoying everything. Uh, probably have their shady rays on them. I can only mm-hmm. guess. It's really sunny in the Bahamas. It's sunny in Kentucky. We all know that. And you're going to want some shady rays. A Kentucky company, they have so many good things going for them. A 30-day money-back guarantee. You don't like your sunglasses, they're going to refund your purchase. You're good to go. Every purchase you make, they're feeding hungry folks all throughout America. They're keeping there are hungry people in America. Let's make sure we feed them. Shady Rays is helping out with that. Each purchase you buy, you're providing a meal. So you're helping out there. And then the thing I like the most, uh, more than feeding hungry folks in America, of course, I'm being facetious with that, but it is cool. They've got their lost, stolen, broken. We don't care. We don't ask questions. You need your pair replaced. Okay. Just a small little processing fee. You're in, you're back. Your whole order just returned to you. Like nothing ever happened basically kind of a buy one, get one sort of deal. So they're great. Go to ShadyRays.com. You'll be blown away by their selection. And do not forget promo code BIGX at checkout. Save yourself 25% off already really affordable shades. You're going to keep more money to yourself with the promo code BIGX, 25% off at ShadyRays.com. Speaking of Shady, who? Our boy, Fred Cowgill. I haven't seen him in this much hot water since a New Orleans Pelican radio broadcaster pinned him up against the wall at the KFC Yum Center. Oh, wow. What happened? I- I've told that. I've told this probably many, many years ago. But, yeah, when I was covering, it was the day it was uh, – That exhibition but, game. Yeah, it was Bud Dupree's interception against South Carolina night. I, with Cats Illustrated, was covering the Miami Heat – Pelicans exhibition game, and this was when AD was with the Pelicans. I think Darius Miller was with the Pelicans. The mm-hmm. Heat had some players. It was, uh, or maybe they didn't, but the Pelicans had plenty. It was there was some UK interest in the game, so I got assigned to that one. And after the game, who was I think it was Monty Williams was the coach of the Pelicans at the time. But again, right. don't hold me to that. But he after the game, he came back. He kind of went around to where the reporters were. Some guy was interviewing him, but the other reporters walked up and Fred Calgill just asked a question, you know, mm-hmm. nothing, nothing extraordinary. And after, you know, the guy kind of, this guy kind of gives him like a stink face and they go on with the interview. After the interview, this guy turns around and I don't think he put his hands on Fred, but he definitely like kind of pinned him up against the wall that we were all right by. He's like, you ever do that again, we're going to have some bigger issues. I don't know how you do things in this little small market town, but that's a one-on-one radio interview. It's a network interview, and now we've got some guy just interrupting it, the one-on-one. He was, So it was like an exclusive interview, which, you know, don't do it out in the hallway where other media are if it's such an exclusive interview. Oh, but, yeah, this guy Also, no, nobody – you're not that important, Mr. Radio yeah. Journalist. Like, buzz off. Yeah, Fred definitely not in the wrong, but he he was just like, oh, sir, sir, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Uh, didn't sue the guy, though, as far as I know. I, well, I guess I don't know. I have no idea if he was sued or not sued. But he is suing Trinity. Yep, he's suing Trinity High School after he suffered a knee injury. I, I didn't, I don't even know the specifics of the knee injury, but it was while he was shooting a high school football game. And 
if you're thinking to yourself, hasn't Fred Calgill been shooting high school football games for 30 plus years? Shouldn't he know like how to avoid the dangers of a high school football game? You'd probably be correct because that's, I mean, he's, he's not a young spring chicken. He's, he's been doing this our entire lives, TJ. I think he's been the sportscasters since we, we, we got here on planet earth. You would think he would know his way around a sideline. What was the challenge Fred segment? You remember, no, or are you too young for that? I don't think it was challenge Fred. That was the one on uh, DRB where the guy would do it. It was like something does it, and he would like jump out of a plane, or it, it was it was Bob Dominey. Dominey does it. That's what it was. No, Fred Calgill had it first. He had he had like a challenge. He had a, di- a different one. Yeah, it was like a challenge Fred segment. Uh, Rutherford talked about it briefly yesterday. He was like, one time a guy he raced a guy on a unicycle or something like that. But it was just obscure things that Fred Calgill would do it. Uh, uh, although Mike, I think, said that one time it was like Fred challenge Fred to running the carpool line. It sounded like they eventually just started having him do like you know mundane activities, blue collar labor. Just to help, like get some jobs done, and I think they had to cancel the segment after that, where they were like, "Fred helps dig a trench for the next eight hours," <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "All right, well, this isn't good for television anymore." Uh, but he's been doing it forever. The lawsuit was hilarious. Now, before we rip Fred Calgill, and we probably will, everybody kind of is. Yeah, I do need. You know, we don't know his situation. He could be in a bad place. There could be an insurance, you know, this could be. Well, just- it, it, I, I kind of went to that pretty quickly, TJ, because he certainly got workers comp to cover the initial expenses. But I know some of that still goes to PT with him and it's a year later. And I'm sure there's other medical expenses. And I'm sure he has friends in the legal community like Fred. I can. I, I can see one of his lawyer buddies being like, I can I can probably get those medical expenses taken care of you. You know, just follow a little suit. I just, uh, I, I don't know if he doesn't care, but it does seem like a miscalculation on his part to still be in the public eye, still be on television and try to, to, to pinch the medical expenses uh, out of Trinity. Unless, unless his hearse's benefits stink, you would, you would think they'd take care of their guy to where he can have his knee rocking and rolling and ready to go for another high school football season. Yeah, so uh, well said. And I was going to add the caveat to it that, like, again, we don't know the situation, and you know, this could be could be something kind of sad or desperate, or we don't really know. But it, 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 it there there is a lot of sad and desperate aspects to the whole thing, just because there are things to make fun of in the lawsuit that are just blatantly oh. either wrong or silly or just stuff that needs to be talked about on sports mm-hmm. radio shows, especially in the town. I mean, this could be happening in Indianapolis, and we probably at least bring it up or mention it if it was long if it was newsworthy enough but i think at least in this town it is there's there's one line in particular too that i really like tj that i've got pulled are you you ready for this one yeah there are two there are two that i think were really really outlandish i'm sure you're going to read the most one the most outlandish here I'll, I'll, i'll follow up with the second the caliber of play and the athleticism of the players at trinity high school is significantly higher than most high schools on the local state and even national levels the Wall Street State, citing 27 state championships won by the school. Um, yeah. So I, I guess I guess he can't – any other fo- – Trinity's just too good a football for old Fred Calgill to – too high yeah. level, too dangerous and, for Fred. 
for Alabama football games, for their media, they put them in like a steel cage because they're so good at football. It's so dangerous, but they, they keep them actually in a, a, it's levitated above the field just to keep the media safe. Cause everybody knows you're more likely to get injured at good football teams than bad football teams. Yep. because That's how sports work somehow. And then the second hilarious aspect they added was when you take into consideration including the teams the officials the chain gang other media blades of grass there were well over a hundred people on the sidelines it was like well yeah if you include there probably a hundred people on trinity's team just by itself or you know probably close to 70 or around that of course there's going to be over a hundred (laughs) people on the field you could find a game with hardly zero media and it could be close to a hundred people on the football game that's every football game that's a football game That's, that's football and then to to paint the picture that the sideline was so crowded, there was no way he could dip, dodge, duck out of way. And then oh, Nick Poppy tweeted out the video that where video. him and another reporter, he has plenty of room. He has plenty of room to his right. He has plenty of room to his left. He's got a little bit of room behind him if he wanted to go that route. He, it was just, it, this seems frivolous to me, Roush. Well, and he, he really looked like Ben Roethlisberger. He was a statue in the pocket. The, the play is coming his way. Right at the pylon, and he just doesn't back up at all. And it's like, dude, Fred, come on. And and you know what I was thinking of the whole time too, TJ, is that we we know a guy who's been through something similar. Steve Moss, who's a he's been at WKYT about as long as Fred Calgill has been at WLKY. Um, Mossy was on the sideline in the the OG Citrus Bowl, I believe. I'm pretty sure that's what it was back in 2018, and he had. I, I would think Penn State, Kentucky, a little bit higher play on a New Year's Day game. And he had a yeah. player roll into him and tear his ACL. And he wasn't. Citrus falling. Bowl media needs to be in a hot air balloon. Too dangerous. <laughs> it's just like. Get him out of here. Good point about Steve Moss. I'd forgotten about that. And, you know, it wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world to have Steve Moss on the show today just to be like, hey, what do you think about all this? Because you you handle this a little differently than Fred. And I think you're going to be viewed a little differently than Fred, or you are already. Well, and and I think the thing the thing too is Fred is seemingly a nice guy, but I, I you won't find many people if they're going to say something bad about him, they just say like, oh, I just don't like him because he's old school and kind of boring. But I'm also my my curious thing about Fred Cowgill getting in this injury though is like you're still shooting games, aren't you? Haven't you made it to a spot in your career where you don't have to be on the road Friday night shooting games? Can't you have a camera guy with you? I, I just, uh, the state of local journalism in this town, I guess that that's what we, that's what we should be spending this on TJ. Yeah, it, it's not, it's not a good look for Fred. It, it seems like it's almost a universal opinion on that. You'd almost want a hotter take to be like, he's right to do that. They need to be, but it, it, it comes back to, is this going to hurt coverage of high school athletics in the city of Louisville and surrounding areas? I don't, I don't, I, not unless high schools want it to be, I don't think this needs to be all doom and gloom. You're probably going to have places like Trinity, St. X, DeSales, Mail, Manual, more places like that maybe be, hey, you got to sign this. We need you to sign that. Well, now you're going to have to wear this pass and read the back of it. And, you know, there may be more liability stuff that people have to deal with. It could be a little bit more of a headache. But I don't think big picture this all has to be as doom and gloom as some are making it out to be. But there are rumors that you're going to have public schools come out soon and be like, no media on the field. You ought to be off the field behind gates or behind a fence. That sucks. 
does, I mean, does, you know, it's not ideal, but like, would it really change the camera angle from 10 feet back? Probably. But like your Friday night lights coverage, is that going to, is that going to be enough to not make you watch any more scoots? Yeah, no, I mean, kids will still watch it to see their highlights, but it's not going to be as cool. Like, it's not, it won't be as close up. I mean, granted, cameras have come a long way, so I'm sure the zoom on those things now is just pretty incredible. But, yeah, I mean, you're you're not going to get the angles right next to the field or from the end zones. or I, I don't know. I just I – don't, I don't like it. I mean, you know – you know the inherent risks when you go onto the sideline of a football game, I'd imagine. Like, you you know what you're signing up for. So, I, I also I also agree the, the school's coming out, making them sign something. If, if that's what they feel they have to do to avoid stuff like this in the future, then I'm fine with that as well. I do think it needs – like, this could be a reminder to older journalists that, like, hey, you know, you, you could – could have a serious injury if you're not on your toes and maybe it'll make people in basketball when you got people right under the rim it'll make them reconsider some stuff I don't know I don't know where it'll go from this I'm just saying it doesn't have to be this big domino effect of the change of coverage if people don't want it to be uh Fred Calgill's kind of just being seemingly a baby with all this stuff but uh, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. He wants it to actually like go to a trial, and I can't imagine that would work out yeah. well if it ever came to that either. And uh, yeah, that would that would be bad. That would be bad. But but that's how these lawsuits work. You got to act like you've got big guns, you know. I would love to hear what Fred's opinion is on if they have to stay outside the gate now that all this has happened. I would I would love to hear what he would have to say. Like if he wants that to be the norm. Yeah, I mean because. Y- I, I would venture to say that a guy like that would even be like, no, I, I can't get the best angles. I want to be close to the field. I think they would they would deny that as well. Hmm. Yeah, it'll – oh, and then also the notion that, like, it was a big game, and Trinity should have known there was more interest in this game. Fred, you should have known there was more interest in this game. Like, yeah, but whatever. You're right, Roush. That's generally – how lawsuits go. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. It's a game day. Big mm-hmm. blue Bahamas start today. Kentucky takes on the Dominican Republic. They're having fun. They're going down water slides, doing all the fun big blue Bahama things. Man, uh, seeing that blue water does just give me like, oh, man. <laughs> I'd like to be there right about now. <laughs> yeah, it seems like every four years I tell myself, all right, like next international trip UK takes, I'm – I'm going to be there, and then I don't. I don't end up going. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do have a feeling, though, that I will – these these are just not going to be on my on my list of, of places, th- things that I will do in this lifetime. Just don't, don't don't see it in my in the cards, unfortunately. I mean, but, hey, I got bowl games. Will Cal be – it is silly. It's a terrible, terrible NCAA rule that you can't do these every year if you want to do them. Or For every other every, year. Every Yeah, every two years if we just want to make up a random number year of how often you can do this. Yeah, it – Um. yeah. I, especially now, I mean, they you have seen them kind of loosen restrictions on summer workouts across the board. Uh, you heard Kentucky talk about it a lot at media day where they basically – um, they, they've they got OTAs now during the summer where it's not as much because they know people are on campus so you can do a little bit more with them. My guess is that, you know, the NCAA, they want to make rules where it's fair for everyone even though it's not fair for everyone. Um, 
but they want it to be like, well, not all of these schools can afford to do a foreign trip every other year or every year. So we'll do it every four years and maybe they can sell some, some t-shirts and raise some money that way to where they may be able to spend it. I'm being a little facetious there, but I, I think that's why they've kept it at one out of every four years. And I think it's uh I think it's silly. Every, every other year feels like a good bare minimum. Yeah. That's exactly why they're doing it is for the reasons you said that teams would say, well, we every, that's an unfair advantage. Now people are going to go to that school instead of this school. Cause they have more money to go to France and to Spain. And that's good. That's an impermissible benefit, but in the era of nil, who cares? You you could have Alabama have a partnership with Costa Rica. I, I mean, theoretically, I don't need UK Pez freaking out about this. And, and a player, or you could have the player themselves have a deal with them. You could have some sort of connection that would allow a play. Like, where did Will Levis go this offseason? He was in California. He was down in Georgia. He was in Florida. I think he went to Italy. I, you know, like, I, he, he seemed like he was traveling a lot of different places. With Nil. We just need to move on from the impermissible benefits, unfair financial advantages. We basically have already waved the white flag on fairness, quote unquote, and it needs to stop. It needs to end. This is good for college basketball. It's good for college basketball fans. It's good for growing college basketball. And while you may say, well, Bell that's Bellarmine can't go on international trip, then Bellarmine could drive to Canada and play yeah. some Canadian colleges. That's affordable. That's doable. Yeah. Or, you know what? They could have, they could say Bellarmine's, you know, I don't know. There may be an NCAA rule against this currently, but it would be something that would need to be changed as well. But Bellarmine could say the, the Knights are staying home for Bellarmine summer camp and we're bringing Georgetown in for a game and we're bringing in St. Thomas Moore for a game. You know, they could bring in just some local colleges and have it a little summer event for just as ways to get the team better, play some teams, shake off some rust. There's no need for this to be in every four years. I think it should be an every year sort of deal if they want to do it, but you're right, Roush. I think a good compromise would be every other year. And especially with transfers, one and dones, um, the idea yeah. was, hey, you get it every four years, one one person. Everybody gets to years. go. Exactly. Yeah. Well, now people don't stay at colleges four years anymore. And that's just the reality. You don't get it nearly as often. People transfer, people leave, people go to the pros, whatever it may be. So every other year it needs to change because this is fun. This gives us some, like, if, if we didn't, if this was 2021 or 2023, if this is last year or next year, today is just another summer radio day. Right. We're talking football. We're pulling something else out of our butts to talk about. But instead, we got hoops. And it's going to make for a great show tomorrow. It's going to make for a great show Friday. You know, we're it, it, it's Monday. We're going to have plenty to talk about. It's a good thing for all parties involved. So NCAA, fix it. Hoops, that is. Fix it. Or one text on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. People forget that a hickey from Kanicki is like a Hallmark card. I don't know what that means. Um, that is a reference, but I'm not I'm, I'm not sure what it what it's from though, because I know I've heard it and I want to say that it was on like a boy meets world or something like that. Hickey from Kanicki. It, or no, uh, no, I bet that was in uh Greece. Oh, okay, yeah, I bet that's probably accurate. Yeah, it's from Greece. That's what it is. I was reading the baby another Dr. Seuss book last night, and there was a line that made me think of JJ Weaver. Oh, he have six fingers. Say, look at his fingers. One, two, three. How many fingers do I see? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. He has eleven. 
11. This is something new. I wish I had 11 too. <laughs> That's great. I'm glad you, you you pulled that too. Ooh, that could be a good quote card. You should add, you should get JJ Weaver to comment on that. Is, is he familiar with the Dr. Seuss line? And I love that Dr. Seuss ends it with saying, I wish I had 11 too. Because I love having 11 fingers would be a good time. What uh what what Dr. Seuss book is that? Redfish, bluefish, uh, or one fish, two fish, redfish, bluefish. Oh man, can't forget about the the redfish or the bluefish. Mm-hmm. Yep that that one that one speaks more to kind of like while capitalism is the best system we have, there are dangers to it. That's that's really what that Dr. Seuss book is about. Oh man, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gonna have to pull that. We're we're make a quote card out of it. Thought on Twitter, Facebook, million shares. We're going to end hour one. We'll come back. Hour two, Jack Pilgrim will be joining us. We'll read more of your text on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. But before we go to a break, I do want to remind you about the Big X Golf Scramble, September 2nd. Uh, two-thirds of the spots have been taken. So if you're thinking about getting in, do not delay. Email BigXScramble at Yahoo.com. It's September 2nd. Shotgun start at 9 o'clock. It's the Friday before Labor Day. You're gonna want to. You're not going to want to work anyways. Take off a little early. Four-day weekend. We're going to get ready for college football together. We'll be doing the show out at Elk Run Golf Club. And then right after the show, we will be teeing off. Shotgun start. We'll have prizes. We'll have games. $120 a team. You cannot beat that foursome rate. Singles are welcome if you want to play individually. BigXScramble at Yahoo.com. All right, hour one done, hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Coming up next, TJ Walker. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on KX Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. On your Wednesday, game day edition is Kentucky basketball back in action. Nothing, I was going to say nothing better than August basketball, but there are, yeah. there's, there's a lot of better things than August basketball, but we'll take it happily, happily right. take it as Kentucky the, gets started at seven o'clock tonight. The alternative would be discussing hard knocks last night, which I didn't watch and I will eventually watch a couple of these, but it's just, I, I can only get so fired up to watch training camp behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, I also will probably watch 10 o'clock last night. A little too late for my blood. Mm-hmm. But, uh, ooh, gosh, TV night tonight is going to be wild. You have Yeah, and tomorrow, too. Tomorrow you, you've got uh, – tomorrow's even bigger. Megasports Thursday, perhaps, because you've got Cats. You've got the Field of Dreams game, and then you've got two NFL preseason games on, uh, on, on, on national TV, including Wanda Robinson and Yusef Corker for the – New York Giants, but shout out to Yusuf. He's uh he's calling plays for most of the game on the Giants defense. He's got the green dot on his helmet. Uh, happy to see him. I, I had a feeling that wherever he would land, they would like what they saw, and he he's bringing it right away, despite being an undrafted free agent for the New York Giants. Yeah, it's really awesome for him. And 
that will be a, a good TV night. Yeah, back to back. That's that's very exciting stuff. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Big TV nights. You're going to want some Salsaritas. You can mm-hmm. order it online on your app. You can save time. You can have it waiting for you at the store. Roush, two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. Yeah, they, they have two great stores with tons of great queso, great guacamole, great chips. They're wildly addictive. I know we all, often mention the salsa because it's so good that it's in their name, but you got to use the wildly addictive chips with the great seasoning to scoop that into your mouth. And also, cool down with some fresh Powerade, fresh blue Powerade for Mr. Powerade's house uh, at that location on Hubbard's Lane in St. Matthews. Just download the app before you go, and you'll get yourself some Salsaritas bucks. Salsaritas, it's the best of the best. Nothing can top Salsaritas. We love them. You will, too. Wildly addictive chips. Okay, where do you want to head next? Quick uh, breaking news. Breaking news! Um. Wake Forest has been a popular, popular pick ahead of Kentucky in the top 25 polls because Sam Hartman is back. And uh, Les Johns reports that uh, he's out indefinitely now. Following a workout on Tuesday, he sought medical attention for a non-football-related condition, and he's now removed from team activities indefinitely. They're not sharing what that medical condition is, but huge, huge college football news uh, this morning. Yeah, Sam Hartman said, I look forward to attacking this re- this rehabilitation process, and I am so appreciative of the support I've received from my family, teammates, and coaches. So certainly a serious, serious deal for yeah. Hartman, it sounds like. Scary. Wishing him uh, the best and thinking of him, yeah, obviously wasn't a – not that this matters. His health significantly more important. Don't need to say it, but we'll go ahead and say it. I wasn't really a Wake Forest believer before then, certainly not as much so uh, even – with without him or with him being out and um yeah that's scary good i mean yeah. glad they're they're, they're going to be able to have a rehab and you know yeah there are people yeah. around that whatever happened that they you know you probably got attention immediately for it but yeah that stuff that stuff non-football related injuries and in sports or non-sports related injuries that stuff is always terrifying especially when people are so young right yeah so be- best of luck to sam that's uh Whew, that sucks. <laughs> I, I can't say it more eloquently that best of luck to him as he recovers. Um, for Kentucky football news, TJ, just quick hitters because they did have practice reports yesterday. We're going to have more today. Um, you'll never believe this, TJ, but the offense, they bounce back. Bounce back from a rough practice. Oh, that's good. Whew, I was worried they never were. Just every day, I was like, no, this offense stinks. No, they bounced back. Good, good, They good. bounced they bounce back. I will add that if I had some sort of uh, revelation from practice, Scott Woodward calling Chris Lewis the most improved wide receiver in the room is just great news. Great news, exactly what you wanted to hear because he had all of that raw athleticism and all of the the the, the talent there, but physically he was just too skinny, too frail. Like he couldn't do those. That, like that, that's where Dane Keys really shined early on in campus. He can do those uh, those over routes, the the square across the middle of the field. He can get down to business. And Chris said last year, he's like, I just got pushed around too much on those. And uh, he went and he gained a bunch of weight. And now he's and, and he also I didn't know this too. He played quarterback most of his life. Really only had two or three years of receiver experience. So he's like, you know, learning the playbook from Wondell and Tavion Robinson. 
I feel like I, I know what I'm doing out there now. So that that was the uh, the most encouraging, best news I, I heard from Tuesday's Kentucky football process. Hey, he was the receiver from that class. I said was going to, just based mm-hmm. on tape, the one that I liked the most. So good to hear. Sounds like some affirmation for old TJ. Always you, good stuff. You go ahead and pat yourself on the back, buddy. And, I did uh, it. I did it. <laughs> Let's get on. Uh, over to the Thornton's text line before we have Jack Pilgrim call in. Really hope he didn't hit the casino too hard last night uh, and forget about us. But 502-414-1450, that's the number to get into the text line. Um, I think yeah, we're at- yeah. I think, Justin, what were you going to ask? Because I think yeah. I was going to ask the same thing. Is Jack calling or is he joining us on the meet? Yeah, he, he is more. going to call because uh, internet there is hit or miss. Okay. I'll keep an eye out. Yeah. So I I just told him to give us a call. Um, He says, uh, Texter says, consider me skeptical on CJ Frederick being ready to start the season. Certain point, he needs to be 100% ready to go. I I share a similar sentiment, but if he wasn't going to be ready to start the season, they wouldn't be playing him at all. Now you may say, yeah, he may be able to play a little bit, but he won't. I'm skeptical he's going to. He, he'll be on a pitch count at the start of the season, too, I think maybe is what the Texers insinuating. Because if they weren't, if they were scared about him not playing, they wouldn't be showing him out in the Bahamas. Um, but again, I guess we need to wait and see how many minutes he gets. Would anybody be like totally shocked if they, an hour before the game, he slightly tweaked his ankle? They're going to hold him out this week. Unfor- you know, I, I doubt they do that, but would anybody be totally shocked if they did? I don't think so. But he's going to play this season, but I'm with you that like, all right, I I wish we were just kind of over the, I wish the injury stuff just didn't even get talked about. If, if, if we could live in a world like that. Um, I've got an update for us too. We're going to have Jack Pilgrim on sooner than you think. So keep an eye out scoots. Got it. Um, I, I, I also did want to apologize to a texter because I, I glossed over one text too on the Thorns text line, TJ. Um, okay. Who said, I really wish I could trust Roush to shoot straight when it comes to football news. Not sure I can. Oh, I, I guess my integrity just isn't good enough for some of our, our listeners. I, I apologize. I need to I need to shoot straighter. I will say there's a little bit of like there's a little bit of truth to that. Because like when you have a Terry Wilson, best quarterback in the SEC take, people have a tough time wondering what's what's real versus what's just kind of the homer homerism. Well, you know that some homerism is going to be sprinkled in there, right? Like that's just that that's part of what you get when you get with me. Uh, but I will say, uh, I, I am. Uh, I would hope that you could forgive me for being overly optimistic about quarterback play when Kentucky just hadn't had quarterback play, good quarterback play in a decade. You know, it just. Sometimes uh, your your wants get in get in the way of of reality. It happens, you know? and we all have bad takes. I've had I've had thousands of them. You were kind of like laughing while you were saying it. I do think either you you truly meant it or you truly wanted to believe it, which is probably more of that than the former. But you you did have like a smile on your face while you were doing it. It was summer Ooh. radio. Yeah, and you're trying to like kind of speak it into existence and say here's a t- here's how you can get to this point with a take. And it was also more so like, hey, he's got a high ceiling, and the other SEC quarterbacks aren't very good this year. 
Yeah. So now the other I, I took I took two truths and made it a crazy fantasy land. And that's and that's okay. But like when talking, I think Roush shoots us pretty straight on on the day to day. If he's got concerns about the team, he generally lets it be known. I don't. You're certainly not a, a doom and gloomer with football. So you, maybe something could be a really really serious problem, and you would say that it's a problem, but maybe not as serious as it actually is. But I actually think that you would. I think you would. What you would let us know. But uh, what, what's a what's in? All right, here's unbiased Roush. Biggest yep. area of concern on this year's team. Um, say something negative. Yeah, it's 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 the it's how long is it going to take the receivers and Will Levis to click? That that's my biggest worry right now. Uh, okay. The secondary gave me some reasons to be optimistic, but like as much as Stoops can say that this is the most deep and most talented wide receiver room that he's had, um, you know, there's still like they they have to do it on the football. Uh, they they have to do it on the football field and in game situations, and you're asking a lot from really young guys. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't care how talented they are. You're just you're going to be asking a lot from them, and a lot from a guy that we just saw playing the ACC, and we know what Kentucky does to ACC opponents. So like, yeah, it's a good point. And whether it was not a bad problem to have, but Levis was dependent on. Wandell Robinson last yes. year. And Very no, dependent on him. All you got to do is watch that last drive in the Citrus Bowl to kind of sum up what the whole season was. Um, and it should be. Wandell Robinson, debatably one of the best wide receivers in U.K. football history in his lone season at U.K. He was one of the best playmakers in the SEC. He was a true difference maker. So, yes, he should have been dependent on a Wandell Robinson. But – it is. I think you're you're spot on in, in asking what is it going to look like without having a sure thing, at least to start the season. That game at Florida, you got to mm-hmm. remember UK's offense stunk against oh, Florida. So bad. Season. Just couldn't really get anything going for big chunks of that game. So that that's a really tough challenge. Even though Florida, it, it's, it's not your grandpa's Florida. It's not your dad's Florida. Still you're going to need those wide receivers and the quarterback to click really on early in that season. Hopefully they can just beat the brakes off Miami and, yeah. and, and get some of that well, chemistry down pat. Cause I think it's, it, you know, I'm going to be writing stories about like guys like Chris Lewis, Barry on Brown who are showing flashes, but I feel like we've, we've gotten some flashes throughout the years. It's just the consistency. That's one reason why, you know, I think juice Johnson's one of the most slept on UK football wide receivers. He was just, a constant for four years, you know, he, he didn't do a ton, but, and, and that's what you need <laughs> in your pass catchers, somebody you can rely on and creating that, cultivating that early on, that could be difficult. Um, and I would just counter it by saying, well, you know, they've got tight ends and running backs that are talented that, that you can try to lean on instead. That's true. You gotta you have like, Five running backs that you could feel optimistic about if you wanted to, assuming mm-hmm. that they're all eligible and ready to play. Another right. texter, or let's read a text on the Thornton's text line as we try to get Jack Pilgrim on the line. Yep. A texter says, War Eagle in Hebrew is killing me. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I don't think we're going to be getting that down in the Big Blue Bahamas, but that's where our friend Jack Pilgrim is. Jack. How much fun are you having, and how much do we wish we were there at Baja Mar Resort in the Big Blue Bahamas? Uh, it is an absolute blast. Oh, you got to unmute the, the, the station, Scoots. Yeah, Scoots, you got to unmute the station. 
Let's try again. Hey, how about now? Am I good? You're good. Hey, Al, it is absolutely stunning. I am uh, walking around outside of the gym. I was just in there getting a little quick lift in. It's it's basically the Bellagio uh, on the beach. It's stunning. Massive casino, massive resort. I haven't even gotten to the water park yet. That's going to go down around lunchtime. I'm going to knock out some work here this morning and then go have some fun before the games start. But uh, it's absolutely stunning. The most beautiful resort I've ever seen with my own two eyes. Uh, and yes, everything is as expensive as uh, people hype it up to be. I think I looked at the dinner menu and it's like $64 a plate for uh, the most generic, you know, food options that you could find. So I- I'm going to, I- I'm basically eating uh, uh, lunch meat and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches this week uh, because, uh, Nick, as you know, our travel budget, does, uh, for mm-hmm. food at least, does not, al- does not allow for $64 for a, a single meal. Well, I, I do hope you're still uh, fed enough to, to give us some takes, some coverage. You made it. It was it was impressive, your ability to get through customs from the airport to the resort in time for practice. What was the best thing you saw from Tuesday's open practice ahead of this four-game trip? Uh, easily, C.J. Frederick absolutely spraying from three. He's You know, everybody hypes him up. He's the next – you know, fill in the blank, Jamal Murray, Deron Lamb, whatever you want to call him among elite three-point shooters Kentucky has had. Uh, he has been kind of rumored as the next guy in line for uh, kind of that uh, characterization. And he easily, uh, in my first viewing of him in a real practice setting, he absolutely lives up to the building, at least in that, in, in that setting. He went for 63 makes in that five-minute shooting drill. Uh, he was going up and down the floor, knocking down three after three after three. And you could tell there's a lot of confidence. Uh, I was talking to somebody around the program this offseason who said that he just doesn't uh, blanking miss is the way they described it to him. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I'm interested to see how he looks uh, in person. And he clearly looked uh, the part in my viewing of him. Jacob Toppin also looked phenomenal. He was knocking down threes. Just It feels like he's moving a lot better and, and more playing more confidently than we've ever seen him. I know playing behind Keon Brooks. Uh, obviously, you you aren't able to play as confidently as you'd like, and he's playing with a newfound freedom. I think knowing that he has that number, that, that force position locked up, uh, and it's his, and uh, you can tell that he's ready to make that jump, and the coaches are confident in him doing that as well. So those are my two early standouts. Uh, definitely, CJ Frederick and Jacob Toppin. We're talking with Jack Pilgrim live from the Bahamas covering UK's Big Blue Bahamas Tour. He writes for KentuckySportsRadio.com and also hosts the best recruiting podcasts out there, Sources Said Podcasts, and we appreciate you talking with us. C.J. Frederick has been the topic of conversation this morning on Kentucky Roll Call because of his pitch count, Jack, that they're going to limit him to 15 minutes a game. We've debated whether or not that means anything. Should UK fans be worried about that? Is that is this a good sign? Is it a bad sign? What do you make of it, if anything at all? Uh, I talked to him yesterday after practice, and I was like, I asked him that same question. I was like, is this something that you want, or is this something that they're kind of forcing on you? And he was like, nah, man, I'm ready to get out there. I'd play the whole game if they if they would let me. Uh, but you, so you kind of tell he was a little not frustrated, but just clearly just wanting to be out there and, and playing a full game the way he thinks he's capable of. But uh, again, this is a four-game exhibition slate in the in paradise. That means absolutely nothing in the grand scheme of things. Why risk uh, putting him in a position to get hurt when they desperately need him and his shooting 
uh, here in the winter. So uh, as frustrated as he may be to start with, uh, I definitely agree with their decision to play him 15, 15 to 18 minutes a game. I think that's definitely a good call on their end for sure. Jack, the access you all are getting is pretty phenomenal. I'm sure there's maybe some other folks down there, but you and Kyle Tucker seem like you have full access. What's the – nobody from UK is listening, so don't worry about it. What's the most surprising thing they've kind of let you all do that just back in Lexington, just no chance you'd get anywhere close to it? Were you getting to watch them break down the huddle? Uh, yeah, I was in there for the pregame meeting last night in Coach Cal Sweet, which is, by the way – the most hellacial, wow. ridiculous, it's a two-story suite. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's the presidential Whoa. suite of all presidential suites. It has a pool table. It has, like, five bedrooms. In it. I mean, it literally has an upstairs. And uh, uh, he has a whole balcony that basically wraps around the entire building. Uh, if you step out on my balcony, it's like three little uh, tile squares on the floor that you can barely <laughs> put your foot in. So you can step out and enjoy the beautiful sun uh, for the like three square feet that I have out, out on my patio, and, and uh, his is like uh, 800 square feet out there. So it's just absolutely ridiculous, his suite. But uh, yeah, it was a, a real pregame um, meeting where he broke down the opponent, basically said, uh, you know, this team is, they're strong, they're physical, it's a, you know, they're a, an under 22 team, but don't be shocked if they have some 25 and 26 year old players. Uh, with gray beards out there and, and, you know, they're going to try to grown man strength you and, and, you know, you can't back down to, you know, th- th- that type of competition, use your young strength, your young, you know, up and coming skill to, to beat them. There's a reason that you're here. And, and so you, you got to hear kind of a behind the scenes of what a, a, a game planning game scheming uh, looks like on John Calipari's side. That part was really cool. But there was a lot of just talk about, you know, what this team is going to be, the confidence that he has in them, says, you know, this is a great opportunity. You have a great platform to do a lot of good with. Uh, it was just kind of really cool seeing a behind-the-scenes look at how John Calipari talks to his team before a, a real game. They're, they're taking this as a normal game. They have a shoot-around today at noon. Uh, they're going to go easy here this morning and then uh, ease into things this afternoon before, you know, the real pregame stuff starts. They're doing the same massages, the same – you know, pregame stretching, tape up, like they're going through a normal game routine. And last night was kind of the first step of that uh, with the pregame meeting. So, uh, yeah, the, the behind-the-scenes access that I got with that was uh, really, really cool to see them break down as a team and, and you know, break down an opponent uh, kind of live in action. We're talking with Jack Pilgrim down in the Bahamas. And, that, Jack, I, I, it's good to know that Cal is Cal. Like what we see is kind of what we get. That's what it feels like. But – this question's actually – I've got a question for you, TJ. Jack's got all this access. What do we want Jack – let's put him to work for us. What do we want to know from these guys while Jack is down in the Big Blue Bahamas? I don't know because I, I feel like the guys are 18 to 22-year-olds. They're only so deep, and I don't mean that to offend any of them. I, they, I'm sure they've – you know, like Willie Cauley-Stein, super interesting guy. UK's had some super interesting guys. Jacob Toppin, we had on the show, super fun to talk to. I think you could learn a lot about the coaches, Jack, maybe after a few margaritas, a few mojitos. I think, Jack, you 
find out just what's going on in this recruiting domination from the coaches. I want the next sources says to just be like, here's what they're doing. Here's what's working. And this is why they're going to land DJ Wagner and everybody else. You need to get the coaches uh, maybe yeah. a little boozed up, if you know what I mean. Oh, we can, why does Chin Coleman wear a bucket hat all the time? That's 2,000 yeah. words on KSR right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it's really cool. They're just – like last night I was down at the casino with – Dr. Mike, shout out Dr. Mike, um, our, our photographer. We were playing some blackjack and having a good time. And, yeah, you were just seeing, you know, walking through. You saw Chin playing some craps, throwing some dice. You saw uh, Orlando Antigua down there in the casino as well. The players, uh, C.J. Frederick was playing blackjack. He got up pretty big and was having a good time. There's just a lot of, of really cool behind the scenes, just, you know, just people being people. You, you see them in this setting, this basketball-only setting where – you can only see C.J. Frederick in a basketball uniform and uh, Orlando Antigua on the sidelines. And, you know, he's preparing to make his, uh, I guess, return to coaching debut uh, here in Lexington. He's coaching tonight. And I think Chin coaches tomorrow. And then they'll have K.T. Turner and Bruiser Flint coach on Saturday and Sunday. But, yeah, it's just really cool seeing these guys in their own element being normal people outside of basketball. And, uh, yeah, I talked to, talked to – I mean, I've been talking to everybody throughout the entire – uh, you know, one day that I was there, you know, just walking through the casino. Hey, man, how you doing? What's going on? So I will be sure to report back throughout the week on some pretty cool things that are that are going on behind the scenes. This sounds like an advertisement for the BD Global Sports who puts all this stuff together because that sounds amazing. It sounds awesome. We're glad that you're there. We know that you're working, but hopefully you're going to get to enjoy it uh, some yourself, which I'm sure you're probably going to be able to. Follow him on Twitter at Jack Pilgrim KSR. One more basketball question. I want to know who you think, if you had to make a prediction at the end of this week, who fans overreact to and maybe it's warranted overreaction but after the next four games people are going to fall in love with this player now you did mention Toppin and while he's not a new player to UK fans it will be at least a new role for him for UK fans CJ Frederick again not necessarily brand new to the program but UK fans haven't been able to see him play at all so maybe somebody besides those two since you already touched on them we already know the National Player of the Year is the National Player of the Year, so nobody's going to really be surprised by Oscar. But after the next four games, people are going to overreact to this player. Who is it? Um, I think that player is going to be Kaysen Wallace, but the interesting thing is I don't think it's going to be an overreaction. I think he is going to show exactly what he provides and what he brings to the table. Uh, I've heard behind the scenes that he has kind of emerged as a – uh, kind of silent leader as of right now. He's kind of uh, trying to find his voice on this team. They respect him. They trust his abilities. The, the coaches love him. His teammates love him and respect him. And he's trying to kind of find his voice and say, okay, they, I have the respect. Now I need to do something with it. And I, I'm very interested to see how he kind of takes advantage of that down in the Bahamas if he does you know, kind of take a step up and, de- and demand that leadership role that I think his teammates are ready to provide him. I also heard that the team is kind of penciling him in as of right now as the kind of go-to guy at the end of shot clock situations, end of game situations. You know, last year there were the questions, who is going to be the guy to hit the big shot at the end of the, you know, shot clock or buzzer beater or whatever, who's going to go get your bucket there at the end of games or whatever. And last year we kind of struggled to find who that player was. I've heard early that they're kind of penciling in Kaysen Wallace as that guy uh, because of just kind of the shots he's able to make and, and his presence on the floor on both ends. They trust him to make the shot and make the big defensive stop. Um, so 
I think there's a lot on his shoulders, and they're wanting to a lot to be on his shoulders right now. And uh, so I'm, I'm interested to see what he does with this role. They're hoping that he takes advantage of it and kind of takes his own personal leap. Um, they're, they're wanting to give him the platform, and they just want him to take advantage of it. So I think he's going to be the guy that is going to step up to the occasion, rise to the occasion, and uh, definitely do something with And I think there's going to be a lot of overreactions. And, oh, man, I think he's going to be our best player. I think he's going to be the guy that uh, he's going to be our superstar, which may sound like an overreaction today, but I think by the end of the season, I think those overreactions will end up coming true. Awesome answer from Jack Pilgrim. I lied. One more question, and then I promise we'll let you out of here. I can't, you know, you're busier now. We don't get to have you on the show as much as we would like, and it's early, 7 a.m., obviously, when we start. But you're welcome on any time. But got to ask you a recruiting question. Is UK going to get DJ Wagner? <laughs> um, that's the question of the hour. Uh, if you're asking me as of uh, August 10th at 8 o'clock or in the morning or whatever this is, uh, I would say yes. I think it's about... 55, 45, maybe even 60, 40. I was even talking to some people uh, just yesterday alone, just, you know, shooting the breeze with them about it. And and uh, I, I still think there's a whole lot of confidence on Kentucky's side. That has never wavered. Uh, I think they thought they were going to get him from the beginning, and they're kind of pushing all of their eggs in the DJ Wagner basket because of how important this recruitment is. I don't even think it has to do with DJ's a player. I mean, obviously DJ's a great player and, and all that, but just for what this recruitment means, I just don't see Cal losing this one. I think he's going to go to the ends of the earth to make sure that DJ Wagner, the kid that he was always supposed to get basically since he came out of the womb, uh, that, that that kid ends up coming and kind of getting that circle of life feel where, you know, he, he got to coach dad and now he gets to coach his son. And, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked if that was kind of the start of the wind-down period for John Calipari's coaching career. I kind of thought that from the beginning, that that would kind of be – the start of the end for, for him just, just in terms of starting, you know, inching closer toward a retirement. I don't know how many years he has left, but I think this was a big kind of bucket list thing for him that he wanted. And I just don't see him losing to a guy that has never coached a single game, uh, whether Louisville fans want to believe it or not, that he won those games and all that stuff. Um, they have no recruiting targets right now. They have no recruiting momentum. Talking to recruiting, you know, national guys behind the scenes. People don't aren't convinced that Kenny Payne can close on guys as of right now. That his staff can't close on guys. There's a lot of kind of eternal optimists on their staff about oh, we're going to get this guy, we're going to get this guy, but they continue to strike out. And I think Kentucky sees the, the blood in the water with that as well that they can't close as of right now. So I think when you just put all of those things together, I definitely think that Kentucky has the lead and they have the momentum for sure. Um, but you know. Grandpa is grandpa, but I, I'm I am not counting out Cal on this one. Uh, you're a pro, Jack Pilgrim. You're great at what you do. We really appreciate you taking the time and chatting with us this morning. Have a blast covering the Wildcats down in the Bahamas. Have some fun for yourself. Uh, less work, more play, and we'll see you when you get back to the states. Safe travels, and thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Jack Go with the money, Jack. Kentucky sport, yeah. Rob, it rob on, that place blind. Bet it on black, baby. Oh, yeah. Woo! Hit <laughs> on 16. Jack Pilgrim, KentuckySportsRadio.com. We're going to take our last break. We'll come back. we got to finish up the text line from Thornton's, the Thornton's text line, and we need to digest that. That recruiting answer right there, I, I was just kind of throwing him like a softball, like, oh, yeah, baby, they're going to be getting them. 
but that was awesome. That should be on message boards, on the old Twitter, mm-hmm. the whole thing. Great stuff there from Jack Pilgrim. All of it was great, but the recruiting stuff on DJ Wagner, it's got me pumped up. We'll go to our last break. We'll come back. We'll finish up the show. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Welcome back. One final segment. Is that is that the point of the drop? I just come in at any time there. Scoots. Woo! Yeah, that works. Yeah. Okay, good. I don't know. I don't know if it like ended at some point with like a song or another. No, it's it's just that going over and over and over. I love it. Good stuff. Gets you really pumped up for a game day because that's what we've got. A game day edition of Kentucky Roll Call with UK playing the Dominican Republic team tonight. Roush, tell me who to watch out for on the Dominican Republic team. The big guy. He's big. He's strong. We got to stop him. Uh-huh. What else we got? Um, That's all you need to worry about. But, hey, this is, as, as you know, Mark Stoops would say before Kentucky plays an FCS opponent, we're more worried about ourselves this week than we are about the other. We're, we're focused on ourselves. So it's all about the Cats tonight. It's going to be exciting. We're fired up. And – the Thornton's text line is pretty fired up too, TJ Walker. It really is. We should keep at it. 502-414-1450. Remember, it is open uh, any time of the day, the Thornton's text line. So get them in anytime you want. A texter says, TJ, do you consider Glen Oaks to be a hard course? Do you enjoy playing it? All my friends have mixed feedback on it. I've heard uh, too tight, not very fun. It's not it's not friendly for the driver, if and even if you're a, a short hitter like myself, but especially if you're not a baby and you're a grown adult, it's really bad for you there. So it's not a great driver, of course, and that kind of isn't fun because people just like to hit their driver because it's enjoyable to do it. But I do like it, and if you're good at that course, you're probably a pretty good golfer because you got to be pretty precise. You got to keep things tight. But I understand why people don't like it, but I do enjoy playing it. And it's generally in pretty good shape. And I get to see my sister's house when I'm playing it. So that's always fun, too. Uh, another texture on the Thorns text on S. Rush, who is Josh Caddis? Been getting a ton of hype, seems, during camp. He was one of the lowest-ranked recruits uh, in Kentucky's highest-ranked recruiting class ever. Um, but I think a big part of the reason why is because the stuff he does on the football field isn't the flashy stuff that gets – evaluator's attention he is a block first tight end that tj to be frank i've never seen somebody feed off the energy from blocking quite like caddis his dad he, he's got great pedigree i mean his, his dad was uh an all big 10 tight end for uh michigan back when jim harbaugh was the quarterback he actually got a offer from michigan early in the process uh was a team captain for the wolverines played for the cincinnati Bengals. Caddis is a mower product who's just nasty. And during that, that 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 practice on Saturday, there were multiple instances where you could just see him screaming down the line of scrimmage and then blowing some dude up and talking trash to them right on their face as soon as the play ended and getting the entire team hyped. It, it he is he is so much fun. He's got a mean streak about him. 
And even though they'll probably do what they can to retain his red shirt and only play him in four games this year, he has the, like, this guy's going to be around for a long time, and he's just going to be blowing dudes up for years and years to come. Fun to, fun to, fun to hear. And it will be something to keep an eye on moving forward. Uh, but that is, that's the good thing about loaded classes. You can find quote unquote surprises that mm-hmm. maybe in other classes are, are more heralded, but good, good stuff all around. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. I legitimately laugh at U of L fans that think U of L schedule is tougher than UK's. The players in the ACC compared to the SEC is literally night and day. Rick Bozich needs to get off Twitter and go take a nap. Yeah, Bozo was just doing like he wrote that column in 1995, and he just recycles it every few years because judging uh, uh, an the quality of opponent based off of preseason rankings such old school because tj you, you bring this up quite a bit on on why kentucky doesn't get ranked that often the 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 pollsters the people who come up with these they're, they're they they believe that the preseason poll needs to have like an equitable amount of teams from all the different conferences when really it should just be like one eight maybe two acc teams maybe two big 12 teams one pac 12 team and then the rest big 10 as uh sec because the other schools, they just the other conferences just don't play. They're, they're, they're playing JV. This is varsity. Yeah, there's legitimate SEC fatigue when it comes to ranking. Again, if Kentucky played uh, several handful of teams ranked ahead of them in the coaches' poll, I'd have no doubt that Kentucky would, would win comfortably. And I don't doubt that there's some SEC teams behind Kentucky that certainly – could and maybe will beat UK this year. SEC is just a, a different league. Big, Big Ten's the closest thing to it, but definitely not uh, the ACC, the Pac-12, or really the, the Big 12, um, especially not when Texas and Oklahoma leave. A texter says on the Thornton's text line, hey, Nick, can you ask the big dog next time you have him on air to do a sermon for the team and put it on video? His dad and grandfather were also preachers. Tell him BBN wants to hear him speak the word of God from his heart. Thanks. God bless. That makes so much sense that he comes from a family of preachers. Um, just the way he can draw in a crowd when he speaks. I mean, it, it, it makes perfect sense. You should ask about that, though. Yeah. And I know he's not shy about talking about uh, being a man of faith and talking about God, but typically he's... His attention's focused elsewhere, you know, on like the, you know, the haters or, you know, some other stuff. SEC Mike's been in the crosshairs uh, as of late. Uh, did you see yesterday how he compared Liam Cohen and Rich Scangarello, the, the analogy he used for them? I did. I did. And he really did a good job just kind of covering his tracks. Like, because what he was trying to express, he did a good job of. I wanted him just to say this, although I think everybody got the idea that, like, both are great, just they have different styles. But yeah. he, he got around to saying, like, but what Liam Cohen did definitely worked. Yeah. Liam Cohen is the gym teacher, the kind of younger gym teacher with a lot of enthusiasm. And Scangarello is the social studies teacher that's been doing it for 20 years that people like. But, you know, you're not going to get away with a bunch of bull crap in this class. No, no, you're not. And going back to, you know, school days, gym teachers, history, social studies teachers, they were the ones that, yeah, I, I would want to yeah. talk to the most. Uh-huh. More times than not. A texter, 502-414-1450, says, do we have any idea who's playing for the Dominican Republic team? Need Oscar to give Al Horford the work. No Al Horford. <laughs> but they do have some... 
they, they do have some interesting pieces on the team they're playing tonight. Uh, they list a seven-footer that played for Illinois. Um, they've got some guys that got college experience. So maybe tonight will be the most formidable opponent they'll go against. But, uh, again, I don't, I, I don't think anybody's coming within 10. Yeah, I, I, I don't think so either. Especially, like, playing the perceived to be best team in the first game. That's your recipe for, you know, an ass whooping. Roush really enjoyed your tweet you made during the show about Riley Moss. <laughs> yeah, and so today Bruce Feldman released his list of freaks. And for Bruce Feldman, he's really good at his job. Uh, and it's a fun read on The Athletic about just some of the crazy things that these college football athletes can do. But... Bruce Feldman is good at his job because he has a lot of sources in the coaching carousel so he can break news. And when you have sources in the coaching carousel, for articles like this, you just go to those sources to ask them, so what freaks do you have on here? And so it's pretty clear Brian Brown, the defensive coordinator from Louisville, is one of them because he's been gassing that dude up since before Louisville's defense stunk. He's he's, he's backed off it a little bit. But, like, there's three Louisville guys on this list, and I – it's purely because Brian Brown will tell him the the actual like weights and times that these guys run, and that's what pops on a page. So like you gotta you gotta you know read with caution through some of this stuff, um, and you also have to enjoy just the the other. You, you got to be able to pick it apart in some other instances too, because Riley Moss is a top twenty player in this. He comes in at number nineteen. And that athletic freak, one of the freakiest freaks in the history of college football freaks, the last time we saw him play college football, it wasn't the last play, it was the second to last play, because Chris Rodriguez ran right towards him and scored a touchdown on the last play. The second to last play was when Wondell Robinson uh, made Riley Moss fall flat on his face. So, just yeah, something those, to keep in mind. Those pictures that you tweeted, great pictures, that field looks good enough to eat off of. Has me really pumped up for football. Gosh. Five zero time of the year. Oh, yeah. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, Do we are uh Fred Calgill? What I can't read that. Thoughts on Fred Calgill suing Trinity because the sideline had too many people. I mean, it just didn't have too many people, especially yeah. not in the area that he was in. He was the in that spot because he wanted a good goal line footage of yeah. a potential touchdown. And unfortunately, sometimes in sports, the play spills out of the sidelines and people know the risk, especially somebody that's been in the business for over 30 years. The the part that gets me is that because Nick Nick Coffee shared the video and he also said that some districts are preparing memos for media that they can't come on in the sidelines. And you can still get shots, but not like if the if the if the play is at the 50 yard line and there's an awesome play, you're just not going to be able to get it. And that that stinks. Like that the 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 coverage is going to suffer. And let's be what how great is the Friday night newscast whenever, especially when you're in high school, you go home after the game and then go try to catch yourself the highlights on TV. So much fun. Like that, that's a, a gym. And I hope Fred Calgill didn't ruin it by this stupid lawsuit. A texter, 502-414-1450, says, I do TRO limited minutes in the Bahamas because of growing pains. Anthony Davis 2.0 in 2024, baby. Let's go. You all have a good one, Beasy. Hey, Beasy. Hope you're doing all right. Congrats on the new job. Um. Yeah, that may be a bit of a stretch, but let's. Here's to wishful thinking. 
Well, and there's there's also uh, I I don't know what you see this happen plenty of times where guy is a guard and then he grows into being a forward. It's just you you typically hear about that from like sophomore to junior year of high school and not this late in the process. So I I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't even think it'll look like that in 2024. It'll probably be the year after we get the mega class with DJ Wagner, Dilly Dilly, and and folks. Would that be 2024? 24, 25. Or wait. Yeah. Well, that's okay. So it would be 24. My yeah. I I I'm still forgetting that it's 2022. So 2020, 2024, 2025 is what I'm thinking. Two years from now, not next year. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. And by the way, if you didn't get to hear Jack Pilgrim talk UK basketball, it was good. But his last answer on recruiting, DJ Wagner, that is a, a must-listen-to answer. Yeah. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, I'm a huge Kentucky fan. I'm not sure how I missed this show. It's an awesome show. I'm a truck driver and more the merrier when it comes to Kentucky. Thanks, guys, for the entertainment. We still get that from time to time, people that just don't know we exist. And it's generally people outside of Louisville, which is understandable. There's a ton of people outside of Louisville. Spread's a good word for us, folks. We're happy to have you along. We're happy that you're listening. Thank you for listening. And uh, there's no better Kentucky sports talk radio show on the planet, especially not in southern Indiana. Fred Calgill, more like reverse cowgirl, the way he's going to backpedal after feeling the heat from the public. You got to read him. <laughs> I don't want to read it. Have to read it. There we go. The St. Peter's demon dies tonight. I'm ready for some damn Kentucky basketball. Yeah, goodbye at St. Peter's. Nobody's allowed to bring it up after tonight. Ancient history. Man, just I'm so fired up right now. And so fired up. Not surprising fashion, JCPS tweets out pictures of Marty Polio saying hi to all the kids without a mask on. Half half the kids do, half the kids don't. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be very enforced this year. Uh, Good, I, yeah. Have you found it interesting at which schools that all of the local news crews are going to to like greet the new the, the kids? Uh, no, should I? I haven't really paid attention to it, to be honest. They're, they're mostly in the northeast corner of the city. I don't think they're going to, uh, you know, 18th and Broadway. Oh. Yeah. I haven't really, well, they went to Wagner. Not that that's, I mean, that's in St. Matthews. What's wrong with 18th and Broadway? I'm just saying, like, they're, they're, they're going to the nicer schools. They're not going to your, your other schools. You know hmm. what I mean? Let's see. Where that, my, my wife taught at that school in 18th and Broadway. I think it's since closed because they're building a new one. And like it was just hell, hell on earth. Well, that's why the media is not going there, you think? Yep. Yep. They'll go to the nice ones. Mm, okay. Uh, they went to Olmstead Academy North, which I don't know where that is. Oh, that's, a four, that's a 40215 zip code. You're talking about Olmstead? Yeah. They're by my house. I'll go say hi. I'm, I'm two blocks away. Finally. So you stand, in the south end. you stand corrected. There you go. Well, it's a nice end of town, you know. <laughs> uh, Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. First day of the old senior year. Wow, congrats. Enjoy it. Um, hopefully you didn't do the uh, intern Jacob senior year where you're like, I'm going to – not make it as easy on myself as possible. Uh, if, if this senior year of high school, take yearbook class. Uh, you, unless you're like one of the two or three people who actually puts together the yearbook, I, I got roped into that. You just won't do anything the whole time. It's great. I would actually say this applies to college too. If you ever have a chance just to take random weird classes, just do it. 
like especially in high school if they offer them up uh have some fun enjoy it a texter says morning boys tj your mic's extremely loud to the point it's putting static over the air take it or leave it go cats sorry we got a couple complaints about the mic there's we're, we're doing it remotely today and uh I don't. I apologize. Hopefully, it wasn't too unbearable. What's your favorite horse idiom? I'm going straight from the horse's mouth, or maybe hold your horses. Hold your horses I, for sure. Got a race like a got a race like a pea horse is my favorite. Oh, that's a good yeah. one too. I, the there was one that I always thought was funny because I didn't like. That's not something people say. But my best friend's mother had it a sign in their house that said, "A horse is a horse. You're welcome, of course." Like people don't. People don't say that, but you, you, you do? I, uh, bizarre. Wasn't that from the old uh, show? A horse is a horse. Of course, of course. The talking, the talking. Who's the talking horse? Uh, Ed? Yeah. Yeah, it, it was probably from that. Um, there's also one about he wouldn't know a horse's mouth from his ass or something like that. that well, that's a good one. Too. Never look a gifted horse in the mouth. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I know that one. That's a good one, too. Uh, Texter says, John here. Good game day morning to all. Man, it's great to say that or what? Hey, I'm in a good mood this morning. I took my son to take his permit test yesterday and he passed. Being there as a parent for moments like that are the best. Okay, tonight, who will shine the most in the game? I think CJ will get some good minutes. Otherwise, I'm going with Reeves. So what do you guys think? We'll got to go talk to you later. I'll go Reeves as the MVP tonight. Reeves is a, uh, a good pick. He, he, one of these games, he's going to be awesome. And the next day, we're just going to come into the show and be like, Kentucky's the best basketball team that's ever been assembled. Like that, yep. That's going to happen at one point in this Bahamas trip. Damian uh, Collins, MVP. Okay, Ooh. he's going Damian Collins. I like it. I'm, I'm going Reeves. It's fun to be able to have these conversations. And, John, good for you being there. That's awesome. Indiana Tim, Tim here. TJ's mic is buzzing hot. Mm, interesting. Yeah, um, hot. A texter on Thornton's text line says, if you guys listen to Pitta D, Max Duffy had a pretty harsh outlook for the season 7-5. and five. Thinks we have zero draft picks on this team and thinks the wheels might fall off. Thoughts? I think Max is doing the thing where he's trying to provide bulletin board material. You know, he, he, he he's, he's going to try to bully them into uh, playing with a chip on their shoulder. Um, I do have I, – I don't have an announcement to make quite yet, but – I have a feeling folks are going to want to listen to who is joining him on the show this fall. So just a little, little tease uh, to, to keep it tuned in. And I, I, oh I never God. asked for anything on this show from KSR. If you subscribe to YouTube stuff, subscribe to our YouTube channel, please. We're trying to make our bosses happy, and we're 500 followers away from 10K. So if you've got a YouTube, please subscribe to KSR's YouTube channel. Please. I wish, I wish you had that same enthusiasm for the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page. Well, I... Sorry, but I don't have Dugan breathing down my neck to, to get the, the likes up. Well, Dugan, you know what it's going to take. Some pressure, baby. Put the squeeze on old Roush. Um, <laughs> all right, I'll be sure to like your all's YouTube page. If oh, thanks, that much buddy. To you. It's no, that's no problem to me whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, I will say this about Mac Duffy's outlook. I think every road game is losable. Uh, I think Kentucky could lose really any or all of them. So, uh, you know, that, that could make things – Mm-hmm. That could make things tricky. That'd be one, two, three. You know, that's eight and four. If you drop to Georgia at home, then boom, there's Max Duffy seven and five. So uh, while it's different, it goes against the grain of most folks. I don't think it's really as harsh as you may think it is. It just means Kentucky doesn't take care of business on the road really whatsoever. Yeah. 
they just lose your toss-up games. Yeah, which is which could happen. Which you know they're probably going to be close games. They come down to the wire. I hope Max is wrong, and I hope Roush is right, and and uh, we can make fun of them forever afterwards. Oh, that's so much fun. I guess Fred Calgill will have to film his Friday night lights footage from one of Trinity's new parking lots going forward. Oh, yeah, all folks in St. Matthew's all bent out of shape. Trinity's building some new parking lots. Why are people mad? Like Because they had the goal to, with their own money, buy property and do the demolition <laughs> all themselves to I build mean, up parking lots. They're tearing God, down God, forbid it, God forbid it's not another bank in St. Matthew's, St. Matthew's residence. I know that's going to probably kill you not having another bank there, but it's going to be a parking lot instead. I mean, they need parking so bad in St. Matthews. I would welcome it with open arms. Like, thank you, private organization, mm-hmm. for giving us parking. We need it. We really need a big parking garage in St. Matthews. And everybody would make a big stink about it because it would be an eyesore and blah, blah, blah. But Trinity would be smart to just build a huge parking garage um, wherever they're building in this lot. It's, I think, only going to be like 60 new parking spaces, which is, I say only, that'll be huge in St. Matthews. But build yeah. up. There's only one place you can really park now, and it's behind, and it's a rotating door of businesses um, where the Boombaz used to be, uh, Drake's. I don't, I don't know what's that, that there Boomba, now. That Boombaz is so long removed. It's been like three other places since that. Boomba. Right, like that, that's like the the old yeah. Hugets, you know. Yes, that's the, that's the big that's the big parking lot in St. Matt's for most folks. A texter says, "I guess Fred or uh, morning." Oh, by the way. Um, Oh, gosh, there's one more. Roush, shame on you, by the way, for doing the schedule tease or doing, hey, watch out. You, you tease our radio listeners so much. I, we need some substance. I'm just giving you all a heads up. I, what I just... you about recruiting stuff? When's that going to drop? Um, they got another commitment. We'll see. Oh, heavens. Uh Morning, fellas. With AU basketball being so dominant over the U.S., what are your thoughts on a lot of kids from Louisville transferring to prep schools? Is it even beneficial for them? It doesn't really mean so much for AU because these are high schools, quote unquote. So it doesn't kind of apples and oranges to start your text. Secondly, it's not good, but what can you do about it except have more appealing options within? It, those are those are things that individual players are going to decide to do. Yeah, you can I, go to Mayo and you can be a student and you can be a basketball player with a focus on basketball, or you can go to Lalamere, or you can go to some of these other places, and you can just be a basketball player with part time student. That's just I, the truth. And some people like that, some don't. Uh, it's not really much Mayo, Saint X, Trinity. Those places can do anything about it. I, I would wish that they uh, they would stay more, but I understand it because. You instead of playing, you know, six games a year where it's elite competition, you're playing four times as many mm-hmm. as that if you go to prep school. So I, I, yeah. I understand it. Um, another somebody text says, yeah, somebody sent in the video of the sideline reporter falling, his pants fall down when he falls. Doesn't look like he tore up his knee like Fred Calgill, but uh, and that there, video you know, is it was. Whew, that's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. This would be like somebody's worst nightmare. It'd be like, one, you know, I'm kind of like a bigger guy, uh, socially awkward. Oh, I get bumped. I get knocked over. Not only that. You're losing pants, your pants, too. My pants fall down. All right. I have a conundrum. Wonder what you guys would do. Specifically, Nick, we all love football. But do I put my son on the field next year? Demarius Thomas shook me up on the flip side. If fewer kids play, there are more scholarships available. Go figure. Well, what age is your kid? I think that's what matters. 22. Late middle school, I would definitely be putting them in. Like 7th, 8th so, grade, that's a good time to learn to play football. It's his adult son. Uh, I say play football. 
Roush and TJ, I'm excited for football. UK's DBs are going to hold up this year. I feel good about the offense. Also, did you all watch Hard Knocks? No, I'll watch it, well, maybe today, but if not today, tomorrow. I'll try to get around to it. And I uh, hope you're right. I hope the DBs can hold up. I'm feeling better about him. I'm feeling better about him. It was just one practice, but I am feeling better about him. Uh, Scooch just didn't send over several texts. Fred Calgill likes to watch... You, yeah, it's not a good text. No, not a good text at all. Uh, any okay? Do we have the other ones or? No, well, if they didn't get sent over, I don't know. I'm not seeing them. Oh, now it suits is there. We go. It's yeah. game day. Thank God, summer radio is almost over. Woo! Almost made it. Max said his guest this fall is Will. Oh, he did say it. Okay, I didn't know if we were allowed to say it or not. So it would be Will Levis. Yeah, Will Levis is going to be Max's co-host, so that's going to be pretty cool. Monday nights, I think after, um, I think after uh, the coaches' call-in show, so a little twofer. Texter says Nick's former ex-boss making uh, people want to like the YouTube page makes me not want to like. It's it. not my former ex-boss; it's my my the one three bosses. It's, it's the new new bosses. Yeah. All right, everybody, have a great day. Cats by twenty-two today. Your MVP Antonio Ooh. Reeves. Good to have basketball back. If you all want to make a uh, guess, you can. It's going to cut off on us. All righty, there we have it. Everybody have a good day. If those Babylonians mess with us today, the music I play and smoke my problems away. Me and couple of my friends were just chilling on the car.